Hey everyone, in this episode we have John Van Horn and Astrid from Parking Today. We go through their backstory and how they got all started in all this, and a lot about their current thoughts on the parking industry. Hope you enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome back to Parker X. This is Lester Mascon, and today I'm sitting with John Van Horn and Astrid Ambrosiak. Thanks for coming on the show. This it's is my a pleasure. Good, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm nervous. Are you? Ah, don't worry about it. You'll be it, okay. It's daunting. You've done this before. Oh. Something like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I usually just jump right in uh, instead of doing all the small talk stuff. So I'm super curious myself because I don't know this story. How did you get started in all this? Like, where did all this? What made you do it? Where did it all come from? Why have you done this thing? My father was a printer. Oh. He's a... Um, Here in Southern California? Yes, or? actually in Fillmore. Okay. Up, up I know where, where, where that's at. Yeah. All right. And um, Take the Western he, train uh, he was editor of the local small town paper. He, not only was he a printer, but he, he ran a linotype. This was back in the days of Gutenberg. So, you know, movable type. And he would uh, actually compose stories right directly on the linotype to, p- to, wow. put, to put the newspaper together. And uh, I, w- I have pictures of me at five years old sitting in, t- in front of a case of type, setting type with a stick and f- one at a time. So I've been doing all of that, and I grew up in this business. And uh, when my father retired, I took over the paper, drove it into the ground, practically went bankrupt, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know, and and sold it in the nick of time okay. and headed to the city to make my fortune and which of course I didn't but um, <laughs> but I but I uh, actually started out in uh, working for a company ma- uh, that manufactured card access systems okay put the card in the slot unlocks the door what, what, what company was that Rusco okay and then uh, after not, they not fired me uh, I went to work for card key which okay. was the same stuff yep. across the street. And um, then um, I, I was competing with another company, and I called the guy up, and I said, you're claiming to do something that's impossible. And he said, come down, I'll show you. And really? he did. And a year later, I went to work for Ted Burton at Seacom, and I was there oh. for I was there for almost eighteen years. Wow! And ran their marketing and sales department all over the world. And then I got sideways with my boss a little bit, and <laughs> we were very good friends. And we just didn't want I didn't want to make it any any more difficult. So um, I decided to. St- I actually reached out and wanted to run some a- ads, and I realized there was no real media to do it. And so I said, well, I'll just start my own magazine. Hmm. So, so what year was that? Uh, to 1996. Okay. So we're, we're coming up on, on uh, 25 years. And uh, it's, it, it, was a, wow. it, it was quite, a, quite an adventure in the beginning. Uh, somewhere around I've got pictures on the walls of the original, um, the original covers, and they were pretty, <laughs> it was pretty dicey back in the day. It's always um, hard. It's content's always a hard thing to get a hold of sometimes. Well, you know, uh, I would never forget Pierre Kudelka, at, uh, who, was, who was the sales manager of, uh, 
federal APD. Yeah, both new, of them, both of them are no longer in the industry. Yeah. I might point out, but um, uh, he said that I'd never make three issues. Oh, really? Well, long about <laughs> six six years, I ran into Pierre at a at a trade show, and he said I was wrong. You made more than three. So oh, nice. We yeah, did well, make more least than he, three. At least he figured that part out. But. Um, <laughs> You know, and then we the magazine has just grown. Uh, we started out everybody working from home, and then uh, I decided I didn't know what anybody was doing, so I brought everyone into a bricks and mortar building, and uh, uh, then I found out that two of my employees weren't doing anything. <laughs> so that's always an issue. It is, and uh, so I resolved that problem. And uh, uh, beyond that, you know, we put the magazine together every month. We we're we're still spread out. My accounting department is in San Diego. Advertising sales is in Phoenix. Uh, the paper is printed in a little town in southern Wisconsin. Oh, so so we're <laughs> all over the place. Hey, it's a little easier today, I would think, to kind of keep track of all that. Yeah. Technology certainly helps. So it's interesting. So I don't know a world without parking today. Because I've only been in the industry 16, 17 years. So. Just about, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's always, it's always been there from day one. Well, we, you know, it, it's, it, it's a lot of fun because um, one of the things that we can do is that we can, um, we can take ideas mm -hmm. and flesh them out. And I'm fortunate enough not to have a board of directors or a group of people that I have to get approval on when I when I s do things. Although sometimes I probably should, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, uh, I I just feel like that uh, if 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 we come up with a good idea, we should go with it. And now, I mean, we've done a lot of things over the years, but now we're really pushing this whole concept of the parking experience, the idea mm -hmm. that we as um, providers of parking should do more than just uh, you know, open the gates and step back and let people come in, that we should make people want to park. I know that's, that's contrary to what a lot of you think, but at the last pie show, I was, um, I was with Dale Dinda, he and I were doing a ham and egg kind of thing up in front, and and uh, one of the people in the audience during the question session said to me, he said, well, um, you know, you, you, you are saying that basically the same number of cars are coming into the city that have always been coming into the city, and that uh, even though um, the, and that the percentage of people who are riding, <coughs> pardon me, people who are riding buses and who are uh, taking rapid transit has the same today as it was six, 60 years ago. And since the number of, there's more people, there's actually more cars coming into the city. Why aren't there more cars in my garage? And I said, well, um, maybe you should learn how to sell bananas. <laughs> and he said, what do you mean? I said, well, the guy down on the street who sells bananas, he either sells, you can buy them by the bunch. You can buy green ones so that you can have them for later. You can buy ones by one if you want to eat it when you walk out of the store. You can, you can buy ones that are ripe so that you can, or overripe so you can take them home, mash them up and use them for other things. So he gives you a lot of choices and different ways that, that, he, that he sells the bananas. 
All you do is you open your, your garage every day and leap out of the way so you hope you don't get run over by somebody coming into park. It's, very, and, it's and a very the, passive way to do business. <laughs> well, but yet I suggest that even today, the vast majority of parking garages are run that way. And because if you take, if you talk about, and they've done studies, they talk about Lyft and Uber, which is becoming a competitor. See, we never had competitors before, but now we've got competitors. And so people don't have to park. They can walk out their front door, do a thing on their, on their smartphone, and, and then they can, they, can, they can take Uber or Lyft down to where they're going, get out, and there's no car to park. Well, that's cutting right into my business, and I don't like that. Now, when they do studies, what they find is, well, why do you take Uber rather than driving? 60% of the people say because they don't want to park. They don't want to deal with finding parking. They don't want to, parking is a pain. They don't want to have to, th they don't mind paying for it, but they don't want to have to go through all of the machinations of, come along uh, with it. that go along with it. And so if we're losing business, it isn't because Uber suddenly became, it's because we've lost it already. And everybody was looking for an alternative. And I say we have to get back into it. But is it possible? I think we lost video, but that's okay. okay go ahead. Wanna, <laughs> we'll just keep going with the. I, uh, <laughs> I want to ask you, like, I've never, you know, people are saying Uber came or TNCs came to the industry, but I've never heard anybody um, via all different conferences, or maybe I missed it, um, or via us to say, okay, um, we talked about women being afraid, for instance, parking in the garages. Um, I personally was reviewing the Downtown for Women, which was excellent book, and we had um, Downtown for Women people speaking at Pi. But lately I'm um, sort of perplexed. We talked about safety and parking and cost of parking. But that person who's picking me up as a single woman in Uber um, could be a person who, A, during day hours is running a parking lot downtown LA, or I don't know his credential, that I'm trusting with my life to get into a car with Uber driver. Um, why, how, we, so almost like parking industry, we're giving up. We're not competing. Like you said, those guys are not learning how to sell bananas. Isn't that addressing it, engaging in a conversation? How do we? I like to multitask. That ends up being one of the reasons I do it. I can sit in the car on the phone on my email and I've got a long drive and someone else is driving. I That's why you would take TNC. That's why I do it a lot. Like when I travel, I end up taking those things just because. Well, that makes sense. Not renting a car, but oftentimes there's also, there is something if you're going, let's say, um, there are benefits. So it's either, or, um, if I know that my parking is inexpensive or compatible with the price of TNC, but also, like um, the other day, there was a. I wonder how it worked with M Mick Jagger coming to Rose Bowl. Um, it was last week, and the streets were jammed with TNCs dropping and picking off people. So if I have my own car, I can go tailgate. I can wait. I don't have to be stuck in somebody's car. So there's pros and cons. How do we? So how do you suggest, John? How do you engage people? To, to get them reflect how they sell those bananas that you mentioned? Well, you know, uh, 
we were talking about uh, one of the one of the systems that you installed, which is Century City here in Los Angeles. I wrote an article about it last year, uh, which I said it's the finest parking system on earth and it, it was an int interesting because because it, it it wasn't a system that was made by one company it was a group of companies that put together license plate recognition and and uh, uh, revenue control and parking guidance and reservations and all kinds of things pulled together so when people went there they had choices if they were a luddite like i am and they wanted to pull a ticket they could but if they were a 18-year-old kid and wanted to work off their app, they could do that too. And then when they drove in, the gate popped open because they'd already entered their license number in their in uh, in the phone. And if if they wanted reservations, they could get that. And when they got there, their ego was stroked because their name was up on the wall, big <laughs> name, John Van Horn. Here's where you park. Yep. And it, it's really, really wow, it's I it's, didn't know it's that. really really impressive. And if they you know they drove the Rolls today or the or the Bentley, they could have valet parking right. Away. They could park any way they wanted. But however, in most garages, one size fits all. In other words, if, if you either have to park this way and do it the way I tell you to do it, or you can't park here. We talked about this a little bit earlier in a different thing. We were talking about the when you were creating content. Or when you're creating content, it's like it's not up to us how people utilize our the services. The best thing we can do is to have as much choice as possible, so that uh, anyway, like you said, they want to interact with us or utilize the services that we offer. That uh, we open it up to any way they would like to do it. Well, I think all of us get uh, get a little um, parochial from time to time, and I know that uh, when I originally started parking today, I swore I would never have an article about how long it takes concrete to dry. <laughs> <laughs> and because because so many of my competitors, there's so many articles about you know structure and structural, sure. and they're so boring, <laughs> just boring. But you know. There's I've actually had a number of, of articles I realized about how long it takes concrete to dry because there are people who care yeah. about how long it takes concrete to dry. And um, just because I don't doesn't mean that somebody else wouldn't. And so, therefore, we try to get th – th this is sort of interesting. Uh, Marcy, who's our ad salesperson, mm -hmm. she um, – uh, we have to have a description – of every issue up front. What, what, what is this issue about? Does it feature airports? Does it feature, uh, you know, does it feature uh, cities, like a, like universities, uh, whatever? And um, I, don't, I don't particularly like that because I prefer to have everything in every issue, all right? Or as much uh, different kinds of things. So, so that, you know, if I say this is the university issue and the guy getting the magazine works for LAX, why would he want to read it? It's about university, yeah, universities. But, but you see, that's what I'm, I'm trying to do is make it, make it uh, general enough that everybody will find something in every issue that they will find interesting for them. And um, frankly, but you still have to do it because the advertisers say, yeah, but I only deal with airport stuff so I only want to put my ad in the airport, which is the airport <laughs> issue. So we put a thing and say, this is the airport issue. 
and maybe there's then there'll be a few stories about airports in there but there'll also be stories in there maybe about a city or maybe about a new installation of some kind of technology or or maybe about an operational issue uh, all kinds of things that deal with uh, with the parking industry and uh, and 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 so you know it, it's the same as running a garage in that and that you need the flexibility you need to have flexibility inside the uh, inside the magazine so you know we can we can have different stories about different things that different people are interested in and that's you know that's that's what we try to do every month uh, it was hard in the beginning uh, I was writing every story in a magazine oh wow and uh, <laughs> because I couldn't get anybody else to do it <laughs> How did you feel about it when you were? Well, you know, I, it was fine. That that was my job, but you know, as time marches on, uh, I I feel like that that if I write everything, it all comes from the same point of view, and there are different. Strangely enough, there are different points of view, and Yay. <laughs> and so and so if I can if I can attract different. For instance, we started out and I wrote a column. And then I got, I added another column. And then I added another column. I think we have five columns now. One of them is about stuff in the UK and uh, Europe, which is sort of interesting. But the guy who writes it is cynic. And so when you read it, you, 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 you feel <laughs> his cynicism coming through about, about the different topics and uh, we sometimes get letters from people saying you can't say that <laughs> well he did and um, you know I was I've been accused of being a racist because I put a story in about something that I didn't even know was racial and <laughs> and, and then and then we have we have a we have a, a story that's a, a column that's written every month about about the, the current trends in business in general not specifically about parking, and uh, and we've just started a column. Uh, we, we're into the, about the third or fourth, which is which is now talking about the parking experience, how how we can do better at customer service. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things about parking today in general, and just kind of the view of the magazine, and the, you know the, all the other things that come along with it, the blog posts and everything, is. Uh, you seem to embrace everything about parking, whether it's considered to be good or bad for the industry, whether it's good or bad for an equipment manufacturer, whether it's good or bad for an owner or a specific technology. It's like this is what's going on in our in our world of parking, and uh, you guys create amazing stories about it. So I mean, I think it's it's a good, it's a very good mix, and with it doesn't feel like it has an agenda. Wow. Well, that's very Thank kind, and, and it's high praise indeed. I really appreciate right. it. Um, that, that's certainly our goal. I know that there's some months I look at the magazine. But, you know, one of the beauties of putting out a magazine. I've gotten angry reading some of your articles before, yeah. too. That's good. That's <laughs> good. That's good. We yeah. want everybody to get angry at John. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you got to have a thick skin, I'll tell you. But, but um, I, I think that uh, one month, you know, you could put out the, a magazine. See, I have the best job in the world <laughs> because my job. You can change your mind whatever you want yeah, to. No, my job, uh, because every month we start over from zero. W once the pressman in somewhere in Wisconsin hits go or hits on. You're done. 
it, it, it's run, and now we can start a new one. And so if we screwed up the old one, I mean, you know, we could put out something that wasn't even worth putting on the bottom of a birdcage, but the next month we could win the Pulitzer Prize because we start over. Yep. And, and, and most people don't get the opportunity to do that. They don't get the opportunity to start over. They, they, th their job never ends. It just kind of goes on and on. Even, even like when you install a, you know, a park system, it's never really finished. It's al there's always something that's going on and there's always something that you get called back and you have to fix this or do that. And, and it, you, you can't draw the line in the sand and say, I'm done with that. Like, no, we're done. It doesn't do that now. Yeah. <laughs> but I can. And, and so that's one of the real benefits of this. Uh, it's hard because I know Astrid and I sometimes argue about this over the fact that, well, gee, this wasn't the best thing we've ever done. But I always make the comment that I would have launched a challenger. You know, somebody's got to push that button. Yeah. And you have to say, this may be not be the best thing, but we can't wait forever. We have, because we got a guy back there in Wisconsin, and if we don't have the stuff there, he's going to run the, it'll be blank. <laughs> we got to work on it. And perfection is certainly the enemy of great, but the enemy of good. <laughs> but also, like, we started using certain principle of humanity in the magazine, like men in the arena. So, yes, we start all over, but we are in the arena. So there is going to be somebody who's going to be displeased. But the key is, are we engaging people in a conversation that we can bring all, all of us through diversity, excellence, and parking? So we are focusing more on we are human beings. We all come with a baggage. So, John, we start all over, but we do learn from previous issues, don't we? And we well, strive. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I'm excited about we have um, this year, we are bringing one issue. Um, it's going to be veterans dedicated to veterans and parking. And John served. We have a lot of people in parking industry who served our country. I was in the Marine Corps. Wow. See, thank you for your service. My pleasure. And so I'm really excited because I think parking industry does want to create jobs for people who who will give us this freedom to live in this country. And um, there's going to be a lot of interesting stories. I'm passionate about focusing on mental health. Kathleen Laney run, writes a column that focuses on mental health for all of us. So, yes, it's parking, but it's people in parking. Well, you know, one of the things that we did is that the problem with publishing a, a monthly magazine is that— You have to do it monthly. <laughs> that's one of the problems, <laughs> is that it's—by um, the time it's out, it's six to eight weeks old. The, 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 the news is not news anymore. It's more—so— so, um, I, I had a level of frustration with that. Uh, somebody, somebody would get hired for a job. I would put it in the magazine two months later, and they were already gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, so, <laughs> so, so we, we couldn't we we couldn't keep up to date. Sure. So um, Astrid and I came up with this idea of um, of ParkNews.biz, where we would where we would post all of the news that we could find every single day on um, on a on a website so that people could go in every day and find out what was happening today mm -hmm. not what's going to happen that's what happened two and a half months ago but what's happening today and um, so uh, 
Astrid came in as editor of, uh, of Park News Biz, and every day she, she does some kind of magic to find stories, not only stories that are sent to us, because we get plenty sent to us from news releases and so on about, sure. you know, a new system is installed somewhere or mm -hmm. somebody was hired or whatever it happens to be, but also stories from from uh, parking in the news where, you know, a certain city has, it has had a problem where, uh, oh, or somebody had parked their car and got a ticket, but yet all of the tires had been stolen off the car and they couldn't move it, but they got a ticket because the <laughs> car couldn't have been moved <laughs> in two hours. And, you know, it's funny, but also thinking about why do people hate parking? They hate it because that, PEO, parking enforcement officer, didn't have the common sense to go and, and find out about what was happening to this car. It was sitting there, and by God, it was getting a ticket. Every last one. You know, and so, <laughs> you know, or you find a car somewhere in New York that's got 73 tickets shoved under the, under the, the windshield wiper. What's that all about? I mean, if, if, it, if it was so evil, why is it still there? Why, is it, why wasn't it towed? Why didn't it? I mean, you don't understand. Well, better yet, let's put a boot and make sure it stays there. Oh, there <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, with speaking of the other day, we were John and I were talking about it. We get all these press releases, and literally Einstein, I think, said it. If you can, you have children, right, Lester? If you cannot explain it to a six-year-old, you don't know what you're talking about. And these press releases, we literally, we were in, we were fighting to be nice because we couldn't figure out who what was it about what this company did and john says well it's a classic kiss and i thought kiss like the band and he goes <laughs> keep it simple <laughs> keep it simple stupid. what <laughs> well but then i wanted to be nice because john gets a lot of people say what did von horn say again and well, yeah. and i'm the peace person <laughs> and i looked it up and actually in the navy 1960s they coined it, keep it simple and straightforward. Oh, well. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what the Navy says. Yeah. <laughs> but and you I, know about those Navy guys, right? But I, I start thinking how much difficult squids. it is to keep it simple. It's so much easier to, I write sometimes in jungle, keep it simple, keep it simple, too many words. And then he cuts it out. And I realized, oh, my God, I just write too much because I'm insecure or I bullshit. And I think that's what we do in the industry. That's why people don't know how to. That's maybe the parking um, enforcement officer doesn't know that the, the, the wheel, wheels are. They, they just follow the rules. Well, see, that that's part of the issue. Um, and I mean, <laughs> I, of course, I, I get into trouble when I do stuff. Um, Julie Dixon. And I think you've interviewed her. I have. And she's probably one of the most knowledgeable people in this industry, certainly about cities and, and all of that kind of thing. She and the most beloved. Yeah, tremendous background. She's she holds people. an event uh, a couple times a year here in California where basically the parking people from uh, cities and municipalities around the state come together for a few hours and just talk about different issues. And she made the tactical error of, say, of introducing me because I was there <laughs> and said, well, you want to say a few words. <laughs> so I gave her my park. I gave them my parking experience speech. And I was saying that, you know, um, private operators and people basically not 
on street uh, have a lot of things that they can do in their garages to make it more attractive for people to park. You know, they can make them lighter, more secure. They can clean them up. They can, uh, you know, have ambassadors around to help people. And a lot of things that, that can make it a parking a big a bit of an adventure. But I, I said, quite frankly, I haven't got the slightest idea what you, you folks that who do on street does. One of the parking enforcement officers there had said earlier that he was the most hated man in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was funny because people laughed, but it wasn't a funny laugh. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, they all knew that he was you know, like pretty, a defensive you, laugh. Pretty, pretty close to right. You know, I, I like what they're doing in D.C. Um, with they're actually eliminating parking spaces on the street. They're removing them and starting to set them up for, you know, FedEx and UPS yep. and Uber and Lyft. And they're yep. making this curb, you know, become more of a spot for them. And I, I was talking with Brett and he told me that. When they met with UPS, they found out they had like millions of dollars in their annual budget just for parking citations. Of course. In fact, they, the UPS, mm-hmm. had, UPS had cut a, has cut a deal with the city of New York where they, where they, uh, they just, New York sends them a bill for $1.2 million every year and, and so they don't even write tickets. No, oh, nice. So they don't, <laughs> have to, they don't have to do it. They, they, they know about how many they would normally get. But back to Julie. Um, and and I and I said and I said to this group I said I don't know, really don't know what your people are going to do, and uh, and of course they they were all and I said uh, I said you know uh, are we do, are you doing anything to reach out to your customers and, and to make their parking life better and of course it was silence and after. After I, I think after Julie told me to sit down, um, <laughs> she she was talking to some people later. She said, you know, uh, people, some of them kind of took a little offense to what you said about the fact that you know they're they're they're, they're not. And I said, oh, she, she she said somebody said, boy, he's really hardcore, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know hardcore what, but um, the problem is, I think that. We as an industry have not thought about this issue. Um, in, 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 in enlightened um, cities, they talk about altering people's uh, activity to try to get people to change the way they, they park. And that's what citations are about. Well, okay, but is there another way to do it? Um, it you know, we got the whip in the chair kind of problem, uh, and and the carrot. What is there an, another way to alter people the way people park in the city? You know, if if, if Washington D.C. removes all of the on-street parking spaces, you know who it's going to affect the most is going to affect the poor people. Because it's the poor people who live in apartments, poorer people who live in apartments who, which don't have underground garages, and so mm. they have to park their cars on the streets. So where are they going to park? New York City has a million parking spaces on street. What and what are they going to do? Yeah, they don't have the inventory uh, off street to deal with it. Well, nobody does. But what they just did with that congestion pricing. And stuff. Oh well, I mean, there, there, there's, there's uh, all kinds of things that are coming down the path. Yeah. And but 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 the problem that that they don't think about is that is that the person who has money 
doesn't care about congestion pricing. So it costs me 20 bucks a day to get into downtown Manhattan. I don't, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, but so the poor schnook who has to live out in in uh, Canyon country yeah. <laughs> and, and drive to Century City every day because he can't afford to live in West LA. Yeah. So he lives out in Canyon country. He comes down and now you're gonna charge him an extra 20 bucks to get to get to, to his job. The, yeah. And there's no other way for him to get there. There's no train, there's no bus, there's no underground, nothing. So what's he gonna do? He's gonna pay it. Well, or he's, he's gonna, no he's gonna, or he's gonna move to Idaho. I don't know. But it, 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 it becomes, I think our betters, I, I refer to them on my blog all the time as our betters, you know, the, the, the people who run or who design or who, who know about these things. They don't think it through all the way. They only think it to a certain point. And part of my issue is, is that if you drill down, oh my God, I just used one of those terms. If you drill down, <laughs> and I hate, into, into these conversations, what you find in the end is, their goal in life is to do away with the automobile. And if they can figure out ways to make it more difficult for you, more difficult to drive, more difficult to park, more difficult to own, more difficult to, to more expensive, they'll do it. Because their goal in life is to do away with the automobile and by doing that, of course, doing away with the, with the industry that feeds our families. We, we have a friend from Portland, John tends to, sometimes there's action going on Twitter and then I wake up John in the middle of the night and John goes and tweets and then Tony Jordan and John get into the conversation to the point that they're going to be having a discussion at Swapta. <laughs> um, and Tony Jordan is one of those people who doesn't believe in cars. Well, you know, he, he's, he, it, and, and, and he's, he's really very, very good about it. Uh, Tony, in fact, he would be a good interview for you. Yeah. Tony is a, is a, um, uh, he, he, he's an activist who is trying to save Portland from something. He's a shoepista. Yeah, yeah, and but but he's realistic at the same time. He says he says I don't want to stop new garages. I mean, I don't want to stop people from parking garages. I just don't want there to be any new garages built. That's oh, interesting. Okay, so we want to double the population, double the number of cars, but we don't want to do anything about the infrastructure to deal with them. And well, that's not really what I meant. Well, yeah, it, but it's <laughs> what you meant. <laughs> so these are the kinds of things that that um, I think I think we need we need to have clear conversations about. I mean, I don't have a problem with somebody who says, you know, I really don't like automobiles, and I'm I'm sure when I'm parked on the 405 out here, I don't like automobiles either. Yeah. In fact, I like my automobile, but I don't like anybody else's automobile. Exactly. But. But I, I found out, I came back from the Hollywood Bowl last night, that if you, if you drive to the Hollywood Bowl at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and take the 405 and go around and come down the thing, it takes about an hour and a half. If you drive at 11 o'clock <laughs> at night, it takes 20 minutes. Well, that's the way that works. <laughs> so you know how that works. So, so the point being that, that there, are there are alternatives. And one of my big alternatives is carpooling. We live in Los Angeles. This is the hotbed of 
of many things <laughs> of public relations, a movie industry. Sure. And if 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 we couldn't take a couple hundred million dollars and invest it in a PR campaign and an app and so on to easily to get people to coordinate their driving and to and to uh, shame them even into carpooling. And if you only got, I think it's 15% of the people to carpool, there would be no congestion. It all goes away. Wow. I'm it's curious. It's a strange number. But, but instead, they'll spend a billion dollars a mile on a, on a, a subway that they're going up Wilshire Boulevard that nobody's going to ride. I, I have a question. Culturally, does it, it does is anybody know yeah. about Uber? A pool. How many people actually speaking? Because it's sort of Uber Pool exists, or you can take Uber X or Uber Pool or Uber Black, right? Pool. So, um, I use Uber Pool when. Uh, have I'm you? I'm not in a hurry. Okay, uh, I wonder also how many. That's it's a form of carpooling for TNC. Yeah, how but, many but, people but use but it? But I asked a question. How many times do you take an Uber Pool and it's been nobody else? Well, that's what I. That's what you, I was going to say. You kind of roll the uh, dice, don't you? Nine times out of ten. I can look at it and go, yeah, there's not anybody else going to jump on this trip with me, really? so I might as well pay the lower yeah. price, yeah. especially if it's a short trip. Yeah. Oh, might you as well take Uber Pool and nobody else is just is just because, oh, I didn't know that. I thought you guaranteed mm-hmm. they're going to go and pick up somebody. It's only if something else happens to be along uh. the way. Oh. But yeah, you're right. I do it just because I know I'm not going to, it's not going to stop along that route I'm there taking. <laughs> I just pay a little less. <laughs> So just uh, kind of probably start wrapping up here, but so where do you th- where do you see this industry going to be at in the next ten to fifteen years? I don't it- care. I'm much more concerned at what the industry is going to be like tomorrow. Yeah, so I, I would I would say see, well, see, just to follow up on that question though. So I think if you can try to put kind of a peg in where you think it may look like, then you can try to identify the milestones that happen along the way on getting there. And it's obviously not going to land right on the money. It's going to be the left or the right or wherever it's at. But there will be there is a direction that it's heading. And, and we've talked about it a little bit here about people trying to eliminate the need for more vehicles. This guy doesn't want to build garages. So on that kind of on that path, I mean, where do you, so let's talk about tomorrow. Okay, um, and, and and I was being just a little bit flip. I understand when I when I said, <laughs> but not a lot. Um, I agree with you. I don't really. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the issue is, is that all of the major parking organizations, whether they're here or in Australia or in Europe, um, they are talking about the future. Where are we going to be? Let's plan for 2030, 2040. Uh, oh, my God. Here comes uh, AVs and uh EVs and all kinds of E's. And I, and I love that those conversations because I think that it, it's a path, right? It's all those right. milestones along the way to get there. And me as a, you know, in my other, my normal life, like I have to figure out how I provide value along that route okay. to stay relevant in that. Yeah, but, but see, the issue, though, is is that we, we forget what is happening now. Agreed. And, and we don't, I, I don't think we... You know, we we talk about oh, here's an app that will do something, and it kind of works, and maybe it will be taking over the industry in five or ten years. But what about what happens today? How can I make 
parking better today? How can I make it so that when I say, I say I'm in the parking business, people don't get a funny look on their face <laughs> and want to spit on the ground? Yeah. You know, I mean, um, how can we make our industry as respected as any other industry? The service that we provide, how do we make that service better? Now, we can, we can, we can spend some time uh, talking about where I think it's going, but to what end? I, I would much rather invest that time on what, what we're going to be doing at Pi this year is talking about, and, and we're I'm, I'm going to try this. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm going to try to have every single exhibitor give me two sentences on what their product does to make the parking experience better for our parkers. Um, yeah, the problem with that is uh, that there's such a, a conflict between let's make parking easier, a better experience, and then the other side of the coin, so many people working to make it more difficult so that it's less available. Yes, but you see. So there's less but, spaces but, but, but to you. See, but you see, if we, as, as uh, the parking industry, just ignore that for a minute. Sure. And I'm not saying ignore it because we, sh we need to be involved in the process if we can. But if we as the parking industry can, can, can get involved in making parking better, maybe it will blunt some of the issues sure. that, that come down the pike. Uh, Astrid? Yeah. I, I think it's one of, those, uh, one of those things that if you can just get it to a point where people it, – it's like when I go to the grocery store. I'm not worried about how do I get a shopping cart once I get there. Like, I know that that's just going to be something I'm going to do when I get there, and I'm going to figure it out. I'm not really worried about it. But if we can stop the parking experience from uh, causing people anxiety and make it and turn it into this kind of thing where, yeah, I'm going to go there, and parking's the last thing on my mind that I'm going to worry about. Like that's where you kind of have to move it to, right? and that's what you're saying, I think. But I, I also think that for so long we never addressed the perception of parking. So right away, so maybe it wasn't the people who make it more difficult removing spaces, but from the beginning, parking just got a bad rap. And I think that right now, like it's not your grandfather's parking anymore. We have millennials like yourself. We have young people who are um, come from all different walks of life. We have lots of women, um, technology involved. And so how do we exactly focus on customer that um, parking is so great that it's not even noticeable, that, that it's seamless. And the only way people are gonna focus on parking it's when there's a problem with it. I think the when, uh, when you uh, can just go smoothly and park and and it's actually much easier and I feel safer and I can, um, I, I choose not to have my groceries delivered from Whole Foods. I choose actually to go to a regular store um, that I can still load up my car with different bags that I can run errands. And the parking aspect, it's easy. Well, it's just so not something you think about anymore. It's not a challenge that you have to overcome on your journey. It just becomes this thing that's going to happen and it doesn't require any much from you for it to happen That's so, so i think like from my perspective i like looking down down um further down but i think today it's what matters how do we um i i see companies focusing on making money 
and being sold to other companies, but the customer, me as a customer, gets lost. So I think we have a mission as parking industry to focus, and I like what we're doing parking experience today. I do like the, uh, you do when you think about parking, it's, it is currently in a lot of situations, it's one of those things that anybody and everybody would avoid doing at all costs. And I don't care if you carry a Bible and have a white collar, you don't feel guilty when you steal it. When you don't pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> well, those, those are very difficult challenges uh, to overcome. <laughs> well, yeah. When, when your when when your customers are working against you out of sure. the blocks. Yeah. Because because they you know I mean we all know that somewhere in the Magna Carta or the Constitution there's something that says parking should be free, <laughs> yeah. right? And that uh, wait, wait a minute, you're taking some dirt and you're charging me to park on to put my car there and then i leave and i haven't done anything i mean what <laughs> what, what, what what how does that make any sense my goodness you look at the uh, and i don't think i'd ever really thought of it this way but i was talking with uh, donald shoop and he said look at the number of parking spaces and square footage of land for a restaurant it's like three or four to one so then you like start looking at these google map images and you see a restaurant and there literally there's this little restaurant in the middle Surrounded by four times as much real estate for parking. And that's like a requirement for the city. It's like, it's very interesting when you think of it from that perspective, yeah. how much real estate's actually dedicated to. Wasn't there like a nunnery that you had to have? Um, so many spaces one space per, per yeah. one One space <laughs> for two and a half nuns. <laughs> two and a half nuns had to have one space. Yeah, I remember well, writing an article well, about these requirements. Yeah. And then the, the most fascinating ones is the bars. Like... You need to, a bar has to have so many spots. So like, okay, we're going you to drink. You don't want people to drive drunk, but yeah. you got to have so you many have, parking yeah. spaces. We had that conversation about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, guys, it's been amazing talking to both of you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, anything you want to leave us with? Uh, sure. Um, we're having the parking industry exhibition in March in San Diego. I it's saw that. New. I'm very excited. That I don't yeah. have to go to Chicago or <laughs> <When it's, laughs> we're cold. It's cold. It's going to be warm. It's going to be nice. Uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful venue. Um, lots of things to do in San Diego. And we're having, I think we're going to do, we're going to have a really, really exciting time. And we'd like to invite everyone to come. Uh, our, our prices are, are competitive. And uh, uh, this year, our goal is going to be to let the attendees drive the show. Nice. So we're we, we want <coughs> pardon me we want them to uh, to not just sit there and like they're watching TV, but to participate and to bring their knowledge. Because as you pointed out earlier when we were talking that uh, there is no parking university. It's it's a, it's at events like this where you meet people who have similar problems but have solved them, and you can talk up to them about how they solved them, not you know some um, uh, okay, not <laughs> here not we go. some promotion by a vendor not, or not, something. Not yeah. so, not not a, uh, a salesman from a yeah. a company who's trying to sell you something or somebody or some urban planner from a university who think they know everything about everything or uh, or a consultant who's never been in a garage um, i think i think it's important that 
the people who actually do this bring their experiences, their parking experiences to us. And that's what we're trying to make happen this year in San Diego. That sounds amazing. It's yeah, going it, to be great. It's, yeah. it's like these people, we're, we're hearing the people who are buying the bananas yeah. to <laughs> tell us what kind of bananas on each day they need. That's what we want to focus. I love it. That's awesome. I love the <laughs> idea of Parking University, Lester. How, m- how many years has this is a uh, pie show been on at this point? Well, this is, um, I don't know, 18, 19, a lot. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you guys again for your thank time. Thank you. It's been awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so we'll much. back on again okay. soon. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Having a great time doing this. If, uh, if you're enjoying it, if you're getting value from it please leave some feedback please subscribe there's a lot of people listening not as many subscribers so if uh, you could subscribe comment and share it please share it with your friends share it with your family tell your mom tell your dad tell everyone thanks